the ether, ether webs, the internet webs, the webs of the world. I don't even know what to call them anymore. It's it's the web, the worldwide web of audio and podcasts. All you people, all our fans, we are here for another edition of My Thai Happy Hour. We had to uh, we had to do this a little remote today because uh, there is a monsoon outside. A freaking monsoon! A freaking monsoon. So Hambone is going to be uh, remote. And I'll be in the studio, and uh, we know that this, this comes out pretty well. Sadly, there will not be a video this week, which kind of sucks because last week we had the best video numbers we've ever had streaming, both the live I version know. and the other one. And, and you know, but it is what it is because I would absolutely be miserable having to ford the river between Kearney and Bloomfield to get here. So, you know. You actually have to go over a river. You have to go over a river, and I'm sure it's, Legitimately. The, it's the Passaic, isn't it? Uh, yes, Pacific River. Is it the Pacific? Okay. Um, Hambone, this has been a huge week for Comic-Con people and for geeks and nerds. What do we have in store for the kids today? So today we've got a big episode. All we're going to talk about, every single one of the topics, is going to be about things revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. We're going to talk about Marvel movies. We're going to talk about DC television. We're going to talk about Star Trek. We're going to talk about Watchmen. We're going to talk about Star Trek. Captain Picard, he's back, everybody! I am so excited. Me too. Uh, and, and you know what? I think I always told you, I was like, I don't really care about Star Trek until... You know, it's my Star Trek until Picard is back in the in the driver's seat. I, di- I didn't yes, actually think back, back again. <laughs> I didn't think Get that would. Back. I didn't think that would actually ever happen. But it appears uh, there has been a lot of Georges out there asking for this, and so it is happening. And I am very excited about it. But first off, Hambone, what cocktail do you have for us this week? So today. In honor of Captain Jean-Luc Picard, I was like, I wonder what kind of ca- cocktail Captain Picard would sip on. I mean, I imagine he's more of a wine guy. Oh, no, I'm, but, pic- I'm picturing martini clean, neat. You know, I thought so, too. But I'm thinking, you know, if he's kicking back, chilling, relaxing, all cool in his vineyard, he'd probably be drinking and sipping on a Negroni. So we're going to go with the classic Negroni recipe today in honor of Jean-Luc Picard. Now, Negroni is simple. It goes back to one of the alcohols I swear we'd never drink again. But in this instance, it works. We're talking about gin. Now, this is going to be an ounce of gin. You cannot cheap out on the gin. If you're going to have to drink gin, you need to drink Bombay Sapphire. So one ounce of Bombay Sapphire, one ounce of Campari, you know, that bottle that someone brought and you can't mix with anything else, Campari is the way to go. One ounce of sweet vermouth. Now, normally, vermouth is just the idea of vermouth. This time, you're actually going to put a full ounce of vermouth into this drink. I know. Full ounce? Are you sure? You double-checked that. I I am looking at the recipe on the internet to make sure that I wasn't crazy. Man, it's an ounce of Campari, an ounce of gin, an ounce of sweet vermouth. It's all alcohol. You're not cutting anything with this drink. And now what you're going to do is you're going to add all the ingredients to a mixing glass with ice and stir. Not shaken. Stir. Classic. Some James Bond shit right there. Strain into a rocks glass filled with large ice cubes and garnish with an orange peel. Now this, I, I imagine Jean-Luc would get down with this. I don't know. He'd if say, I, make it so. I don't know if I could drink this. This seems a little intense for me. And I don't mean that in like too much alcohol. I mean in the, I don't know, the flavor composition sounds a little strange. Well, the thing is gin, which is almost insufferable, pairs nicely with the vermouth. Hmm. And the Campari kind of evens everything out. And it's not watered down it's not meant to be a watered down drink that's why you stir it and not shake it so the campari in honor of the greatest starship captain ever 
so, Jean-Luc Picard. So I think we should transition a little more to Tiki since we are talking cocktails right now. And right. Uh, so this week was San Diego Comic-Con. Hamburg and I have never been, sadly. We are going to New York Comic-Con this year. Still, I'm very, very upset of the lack of three-day pass. I was looking back at photos of when we went in 2016, and it was so much more fun because we actually had time to do shit. And now it's like... Now it's like, ah, oh, really? Like, you have one day, you can really only afford one day, and then maybe Sunday, and it's just not as much fun without that three-day pass. So, you know, New York Comic Con, if you hear us out there, I know you sell out anyway. Maybe just bring back the three-day pass and charge a little bit more money, or do two-day passes. Like, how about, like, I don't know, just, I, I want to go for more days, but not spend that much money, and fight I, for tickets. I, I'm going to agree with you there, man. I feel like... One day just isn't enough. Three days might be a little too much. It's like Vegas, only in New York. Two days is just right. And I would love for them to have two-day passes. I think this year, instead of doing um, just that guerrilla-style five, six-minute video we do, maybe we go there with some audio equipment and sit down and do some interviews. I would love that. I just don't know if, again, we have time or just the amount of – there's just such a lack of room there. That it becomes yeah. a pain in the ass, and also trying to find funny people because most of our comic creator friends tend to be on the dry side. Yo, your music true friends, story. your music friends, most of them are on the happy side, fun side. Like all the people we've had on the seat there, like musicians or artists, are really good. Your comic book, comic book creator type friends, a little bit dry. Nothing personal, but you know, we gotta we gotta figure that out. We'll make it work. They don't party. Now, one thing I just want to make a quick sidebar about, speaking of Tiki, a lot of cool things got revealed from Mondo. Oh, my God, you son of a bitch. This is what happens. We don't have the pre-show thing. I actually was going to talk about the Mondo Comic-Con stuff, hence the Tiki mugs. But you are so psyched. Go right ahead and talk about it. I am so psyched about it. They're making a friggin' SpongeBob Tiki, and it looks amazing. They are not so okay. They are doing a lot of of Mondo revealed pretty much what looked like a whole wall of tiki mugs, and I thought here that they weren't selling that well. I wasn't sure how they were doing. I mean, you still can find the original Gremlin one out there. I think they had a weird start. Also, Tiki Farm didn't get involved until a couple mugs later, so the quality of the mugs didn't really materialize until uh, about mug two or three. They are insane right now. Now. To be fair, they are cashing a little bit in on this tiki craze going on right now. It's been going on for about twenty years, but you know what it is. And I feel Ground that floor, yo. I feel that they they might be, you know it took forever for me to get my Halloween pumpkin mug. My Krampus mug just showed up yesterday. Very nice in both hands, and I've had to slow down a little on buying them because they started pumping them out too fast. Now, judging by the wall of tiki, they revealed there's going to be a lot of Mondo tiki mugs coming out very soon. Oh, you think? So many. And I'm so excited that they're not, while they are popular, the limited editions usually sell out pretty quickly. They're not as fast as the posters, so you actually have a shot of getting them. And they're decently priced, I guess. I mean, they do charge based on the limited edition quality. So, you know, the regular editions like 40 bucks, 50, 60, whatever. It depends on how super limited. I am most excited for the Jaws mug, Hambone. The, listen, the Jaws b- mug gives me life. However, they actually popped out a couple other ones that I'm pretty excited about. Shockingly, Uncle Scrooge. Yep. And Modoc. The mo- so I found I, I actually really like the Marvel one. So it was something that needs to be said here about did Geek Tiki's like lose some of their licensing a little bit? Because uh, I could have sworn they had the SpongeBob line. Maybe I'm wrong, but they definitely had the Marvel Comics Tiki mugs. Correct? I think you've bought me one or two of those. Am I? Oh uh, yes, I did. 
Uh, no, they've had them. So it's very curious to see that Tiki Farm might be getting the uh, the 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 account. And uh, you know, look, Geek Tiki does nice stuff, but pound for pound, you put a Geek Tiki right next to a Tiki Farm, you can't compare them. The quality of the mug is 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 a thousand times better on the Tiki Farm side. And that's well, not- they actually showed it in one of the photos. Beeline Creative, um, they got a new. Millennium Falcon mug and a Death Star mug. And it actually, like, the quality of those versus the standard geeky tiki's is like night and day. To be fair, uh, you're right. But I'm a little pissed off that the only way to pre order those mugs is to go to the uh, that event they had in Celebration. Is that what it was called? Celebr- the yeah. Star Wars event Star Wars. in Chicago or San Diego Comic Con. Con. I bitched a tiny bit on their uh, Instagram about how, you know, they better be at New York Comic Con because. It's kind of screwed up if nobody on the East Coast has a chance to get this. And and they liked it, but they didn't respond. So who knows? Let's see if they actually come out to uh, New York Comic Con and we can pre-order it. The Millennium Falcon looks amazing. The Death Star, I believe, is available through a different site. They look like the quality of Tiki Farm. Let's see if they really are. I love the Marvel ones. I'm excited for the Jaws one. I The SpongeBob ones, I'm not the biggest SpongeBob fan. However, I love the house looking like a Moai. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I also really love the Universal Monsters Tiki mugs that they have. Did you see those? I am psyched. I just saw those. Yes, the the creature from Black Lagoon looks great. Mummy looks really good. I will probably... Um, be most excited for when they release the um, the, the additional movies, movies ones. I was talking about Jaws. I love the shark bite uh, drink that they have at um, oh, that one bar in New York that I'm blanking out right now. The one that's uh, more of a mermaid bar. I'll remember later. But they have a shark bite. It's a generic one, though. It looks just like that. It looks like here they're actually doing a limited edition of the sh- shark bite that's actually Jaws. So it's so much cooler. Uh, also, Everything's cooler with Jaws. And then the Marvel ones, we have Venom, we have MODOK, but MODOK looks fantastic. Uh, yes. I'm not the biggest fan of the Disney ones, even though I'm the Uncle Scrooge one, it could have been the image. I didn't love the way it looked. Same with the Lion King one. However, they just released the um, Mickey Mouse Fantasia mug. Gigantic. It's huge from what it looks like as a timed release, which is nice because I don't think they've done time release before. And right. that ends this coming Friday. I already picked mine up. You should too. Not you should you, but just fans i'm pointing at the camera like it's on which i know it's not awesome looking mug i'm really excited for that yeah it's an 80 dollars tiki mug and it looks like an 80 dollars. it tiki looks mug. like it and it, that's the thing like i'll spend 80 dollars if it looks like it's worth it and this one's really well done even allison who's been a little bit mixed on the on the mondo mugs is like like the alien alien ones i passed on the alien one the alien mom one some of those were a little after the first alien ones i was like ah. Eh. But she's like the Mickey one you got to do because that's going to sell and it's only time release. And you know the, the Disney people are going to go nuts for it. Speaking oh, of, was it going to go back into the Disney vault afterwards uh, with all the old movies, DVDs? That are all going to be on Disney+. Plus. You sell those VHSs <laughs> now if you have them. Sell yeah, those old videotapes now. Now. They're going to be worthless in a couple months. One quick tangent, though, while we're talking about this. Did you hear that Disneyland is empty right now? What? Supposedly, Where are they? So, for some reason, it looks like Disney did such a good job scaring people away from going to Disney, be it from their, you know, not allowing friends and family, if you have the family pass, really limiting the season pass. Basically, all the stuff they did for crowd control for Star Wars opening up, 
it worked too well. And now it's supposedly like barren. It's supposedly the emptiest Disneyland's been in years, largely due to that. And, and also people are waiting for the final ride to be released for Star Wars. I'm almost ready to pack up my bags and just be like, hey, hon, let's just go to Disneyland. It's empty. Well, now's the time to go. And if you see any of your friends who are there, it's like they are really isn't, it's not that crazy. So I don't know. If you want to go to Disneyland, now's probably the time. A couple of weeks. They to, have a free fight in spirit, so. Yeah, and it's probably going to be quieter again, too, once the Florida one opens up, the Star Wars one, so we'll see. Anyway, uh, I survived the weekend with uh, with my two-year-old in the heat, and so I'm very happy right now. How are you doing, Hambone? I'm good. I, I lost a lot of uh, editing time this weekend because of the heat. My internet kept like kind of spotty, 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 and uh, I kept losing power in my sweet basement apartment where I live, so I definitely was kind of just going to lay here in the dark, in the cool, and not deal with the heat. <laughs> I I did, uh, our friend Ian's birthday is today, so happy birthday, Ian. So Saturday night, I went with him to the movies to go see the movie Crawl, which was awesome. We'll do a full review next week. Yeah. Is it, look, it was one of the worst previews I've ever seen. Was it a good movie? It was. It is exactly what it needs to be. It is a movie about a father and a daughter trying to survive an onslaught of alligators during a hurricane all right leave it at that we'll talk about that next week um i spent a lot of my weekend just you know perusing twitter looking at all the cool stuff going on in at comic-con and look the biggest thing we need to talk about right off the bat is the is the marvel panel for the marvel phase four of the marvel cinematic universe which they just dropped they just dropped like little bombs little bombs that just dropped all over that stage is it isn't it crazy the level of media attention Marvel gets right now versus anything DC does? Oh, they get all of it. Like it's, it's crazy. like you know. Wait, actually, I, I, you know what? You're you're wrong about this. DC does get some, and it's more than you think. It's all the people who couldn't physically get into the Marvel panel. They've got nowhere to go, so they cover DC. Crazy, crazy stuff. So Kevin Feige, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, Feige, Feige, uh, got up stage, on stage. He, he had a whole bunch of really big celebrities come out, drop some big bombshells. First of all, Eternals uh, with Angelina Jolie uh, is going to be happening. I, for one, not the biggest Eternals fan. Like, this is a little bit, I mean, I should because Greek mythology and shit, but not the biggest fan. I feel like, I feel about the Eternals the same way I felt about the, um, the Inhumans almost, but people seem psyched about this. Are you psyched? No, I to give two shits about the Eternals. This is this is one of those things where this really tests the metal of Marvel. It really tests to see how much power they really have. That if they're going to try to get the Eternals over, like the Inhumans, I could understand the Inhumans have been around since Christ left Pittsburgh. You know, Marvel fans know who the Inhumans are, but the Eternals—that is some like that's like Hercules and shit. That's some backworld shit. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I I gotta be honest. Since you already opened the floodgates, I, I, Phase Four doesn't really do anything for me other than Blade, which I don't know why that does something for me. I, maybe it's just like <laughs> recollections of Wesley Snipe as Blade in the first movie was actually pretty good, and and the new Thor movie, and and even that I wasn't exactly excited about Natalie Portman, who I always felt kind of like didn't really want to be in it. Like she kind of phoned in her performances in Thor. So uh, other than that, I'm not super excited. I was glad to see that. 
you know, first they, everybody was like, oh my God, there's going to be like t- 10 Marvel movies in two years. But then they revealed that most of this stuff is pre-announced Disney Plus stuff, which I'm kind of excited about. But in general, Phase 4, which is only a two years, it didn't really excite me that much. What about you? So, yes and no. The... I'm excited for the Black Widow movie. I think that's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. I am excited for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's just like, hey, guys, we heard you. We really fucked up Iron Fist. We're going to bring it back. Uh, WandaVision, I'm not too thrilled about. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, shit, yes, yeah, sign me up and twice on Sunday for. Because if they really go deep into the weird, like, 70s, 80s Doctor Strange psychedelic stuff, it's going to be a pretty, pretty cool movie. Uh, Loki, I'm kind of on the fence about. What if I feel... I'm excited uh, for that. I'm excited. I'm for, excited for it. But how do you do it? Well, here, here's the thing. I I think that it's going to be an animated series, from what I've heard. I've I've were, read nothing about that, but I'm going to assume you're correct because you usually tend to be so correct about this. It's stuff. An, it's an animated series with a lot of people from the movies reprising the roles, doing voice work okay. for it. So that's a that's amazing. Uh, and, and I think because of this, we might actually see like some kind of Marvel zombies. Uh, so, I mean, mm. I, I, I'm waiting for it. Hawkeye is supposed to be Hawkeye and Kate Bishop story. They're supposed to be doing the Fraction run on Disney+. Plus. So if that's true, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. And then Thor, I am fucking here for Natalie Portman as Lady Thor. Let all the neckbeards and the incels quiver when they feel her thunder. It's going to be Awesome. And if it was Kenneth Branagh or the whoever did uh, The Dark World doing it, I think it would probably be a crap movie. But the fact that it's uh, Taiki Wakiti doing the kind of same magic that he did with Thor Ragnarok, now with like Jane Austen as Thor, like I think the problem with Natalie Portman and those other movies were, yeah, you didn't really, maybe she wanted to be there, maybe she didn't want to be there, but she's a fantastic actress. And I think she really lives or dies by the script and the action that she's given. And she kind of was just there in the first two Thor movies. This time, like, this is her moment to shine and actually bring, you know, Jane Foster, Lady Thor to life. And I think it's going to be awesome. Though I, 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 part of me could be a little jaded because I just finished the Moby autobiography and I almost feel like I don't like Natalie Portman anymore because she made Moby sad and leave the internet. Yeah, but apparently Moby was a creep, so... I mean, okay, I'm not going to argue people's sex lives. And, 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 and also, historically, like, it was no secret that Moby was a creep. Like, you know, it's... it's, it's I finished the it's book. Just, the the, the and, thing is, when you put something out there, and, and, and this is my quick little sidebar, it's like, you know what, Moby... If you didn't want this to happen and like you to get shamed off the internet, you wouldn't have released a book during the Me Too era detailing how you were creeped to Natalie Portman when she was like barely legal. There's a lot of Moby sex in that book. Like an uncomfortable yeah. amount of Moby sex in that book. Moby but not the good guy. Moby here. Moby is like kind of like the bald, slightly unattractive version of Nikki Six. I mean, it really is. Without the heroin, more, wow. more meth and coke and less heroin. But, like, he's not too far off of that level. Like, his book was almost like a very well-narrated version of The Dirt, but without heroin. And nobody dies. There's just a lot of sex. Um, yeah. Regardless, I, I look, I'm excited for that. If it's Ragnarok style, I'm excited. It's going to be great. I have nothing against... The female Thor. Nothing against that. It's just I always felt Natalie Portman was very similar to like Gwyneth Paltrow in Iron Man, which is kind of like she's there. She's furniture. You know, can she pull it off? Hopefully she can. I'm excited to see how it goes. 
I mean, we've seen Black Swan. You know, you know she got the chops. I know so. she does. I do. Uh, uh, the only thing I'm going to argue against is I'm actually kind of in, excited for Loki because I love the actor who plays Loki. I am not excited at all about Dar- Doctor Strange. It, the movies in general, the next group of movies minus Thor, do nothing for me. Uh, Doctor Strange was my least favorite Marvel movie ever. Uh, I just... That movie just did nothing for me. I don't like Doctor Strange. I don't like mysticism. And the only thing that has me somewhat intrigued is I'm hearing that this is going to be a very, it's going to be horror. Uh, Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Let's see how it goes. That's what I read today. It's going to be horror. Let's see what happens. Uh, They call it the first uh, Marvel horror movie. I countered that by saying, I believe that's going to be the New Mutants. But nobody has said anything about the New Mutants, especially what, during Comic-Con. What is this New Mutants that you speak of? Dude, it's supposed the to New come... Mutants movie that was supposed to come out like three years ago? It that has not been canceled. It's supposed to come out in 2020. I'm waiting for this New Mutants movie because that preview still excites me. And there's a Game of Thrones character in there. So, not character, but actress. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Shang-Chi, I don't know what a Shang-Chi is. Is it like, I don't know. What the hell is Shang-Chi? I, I have no Master idea. Master of Kung Fu. Okay. Yeah, like legitimate kung fu badass. Like this, this actually is their chance to do everything that they could have done with Iron Fist and actually do it right. And the Legend of the Ten Rings to me implies it's going to be about the Mandarin, the legit Mandarin, not the Mandarin that popped up in Iron Man two or three, whichever one. You know what I mean? But the Iron Man who was in who was in Acts of Vengeance and made Asian Psylocke that one. The, the Mandarin? Yeah, yes. Yes. Mandarin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that Mandarin. That's the only thing I know about him. Um, Ten Rings of the Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look, I'm all in. I'm excited for Blade. You know, they mentioned Fantastic Four and they mentioned some other stuff that a Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know if that was for Phase Four. I feel like they threw that stuff at the end, but didn't say that was Phase Four shit. Did you get that feeling? Uh, they, I really think that they were running out of time and Kevin Feige was like, oh yeah, by the way, we didn't even get to mention the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, or Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, bye guys. And everyone was like, you dick. So like, you actually mentioned it without actually mentioning it. Yeah, but it wasn't on that chart, right? Like, they were just kind of thrown at the yeah. end because he mentioned it. So I'm not sure that those are actually happening in the next two years. I, it, I think that's I think that's phase, maybe part two of phase four, if not or phase five. I, I will tell you this. Uh, Allison looked at me and she's like, okay, no mutants, I don't care. And then I'm like, the X-Men are not going to just get bolted onto this universe. Forget about rank. Look, they have to have already written the story. I mean, dude, there has to be people. They have to be fan fictioning this for years. They have those scripts ready to go. Just, We've been saying this since the day this podcast premiered, George, that just, they are ready. Just, but the casting alone, like how do you like now have to counter Again, uh, Jean-Luc Picard and uh, fucking like, how do you how do you how do you recast Hugh Jackman? Like, they really are going to have to dig deep, and they're going to have to go to people who aren't huge names because they got to keep them on for a while. So, yeah. I, I just feel like it's going to take way longer to cast, let alone get these scripts going. And I, I bet it's all underway, and they're just doing it very quietly. So, I definitely see X Men for more Phase Five. I'm not upset about that. You know, it'd be nice if they do a little winks and nods. The mutants coming up in phase four or just mentioning them in there they might they're gonna have to he did say mutants not x-men we'll see how that goes i uh realized that uh at disney plus now that was the best ad for disney plus ever oh yeah yeah uh and and i i can't i can't, I can't remember is blade a movie or is blade disney plus blade's movie uh i am amped on blade uh 
Marshall Ali is a fantastic actor. And if this is the thing that brings Dracula into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I am here for it. See, I was shocked that they're doing Blade before Ghost Rider, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, well, Ghost Rider recently was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which apparently mm. is going to get slid into official Marvel canon once the show wraps. And also, you know, we, 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 the, the, the fallout from Nicolas Cage isn't quite, you know, there yet. It hasn't been long enough, even though I will argue that how many Spider-Mans have there been since Tony, Tobey Maguire and how fast. So, I, uh, you know, there was, there was that new Fantastic Four movie, too, that came out a couple of years back. Yeah. So moving along, because that looked Marvel nailed it. I'm excited they really gave us something. It wasn't teased. They just put it all out there. They mapped it out. Very well done. I really think they should live stream some of this stuff. Like San Diego Comic Con was sold out at this point. Like just live stream it. Like that would have been so cool if on Marvel's website they live streamed that whole H thing. Don't you agree? Y you know. I will tell you, I 100% agree with you. It's funny because after going to All In last year, and I saw what Fight TV was doing, and they were streaming like every event that happened at StarCast, I was sitting there thinking to myself, shit, man, people are paying to like listen to the Young Bucks like talk about their children's book because they can't make it to All Out, All In. Why the hell wouldn't the San Diego Comic-Con be like, hey, for this price, you could watch for the comfort of your living room if you can't make it to Comic-Con, and you could watch all the panels. Dude, people would pay. Yeah, People would pay so much money. Yeah, I mean, in this case... For charity, Comic-Con. I mean, in this case, I think it's just free publicity for Marvel because Marvel wants to sell shit. But in general, when you're talking about celebrity panels, that type of stuff... I definitely think it would make sense, especially if you have the trailers in there, too. Um, yeah. In this Marvel case, I mean, this is a giant, like, you know, Marvel jerk-off session. So, like, that I think should be free. But yeah. I think uh, – but people definitely would pay for it. I agree with you on that. So what big thing were you excited about at Comic-Con? So for me, there was a couple things I was excited about. Well, you get gonna... one, and then they come back to me. Okay. Uh, you know what? DC Television, which is some of my favorite TV programs, they're getting ready to go into Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, they're launching the Bat Girl, the Batwoman uh, series coming this fall, and they're running towards Crisis on Infinite Earth, which also signals the end of Arrow, which is the show that kicked off the DC TV universe. So well, anything that they're going to announce, I'm excited about. The big announcement is something that I did not see coming. So Crisis on Infinite Earths, for those listening at home, may not know Crisis. Crisis is when all of the heroes and villains converge together to fight a crazy threat that will destroy the universe. And it also brings in people and heroes and villains from multiple different Earths. So you could have like a Green Hour from Earth 1. You could have Superman from Earth 2, Batman from Earth 26, like all crazy different versions of the heroes. So what they're actually going to do is the guy who they have playing Superman will be back for the show. However, they're bringing in Kingdom Come Superman, which is a very big deal. Alex Ross did a book many years ago called Kingdom Come. And some of the I best, own that. One of the best yeah. art ever. One of the best art ever. Some of the best comic storytelling ever. And the man who they've got to play, Kingdom Come Superman, is Brandon Routh, who was Superman in the failed... Uh, Brian Singer's Superman movie with Kevin Spacey. 
So Brandon Ralph plays the Adam on Legends of Tomorrow in the DC TV universe, and he will get to reprise his role as Superman, a much an older, jaded Superman. And like I will tell you, the thing that made me pop so hard was he rolls up into Comic Con. He's got like a jacket zipped up. He zips it down. There's the Superman emblem. It's the Kingdom Come Superman emblem, and he is smiling because it's like the most vindicated thing for him to be able to come back and play Superman again. So this is uh, it's a huge deal. And Crisis on Infinite Earths on television is going to be like you know how they can't get the justice league or all that shit right in the movies they get it right all the time on tv this is going to be no different were you hoping i mean deep down i i was hoping this and i don't even watch the dc stuff but that they would announce crisis on infinite earth and they would say and it's a movie like how much would that just blow everything away like just like fucking just start again right here right now Fuck all these movies. Fuck Ben Affleck and whoever's replacing him. Just do it right. Would have just like everybody would have went nuts, right? Dude, honestly, you're 100% right. If they were like, hey, so this is, they could have completely right the ship of television and the movies at the exact same time, one stop shopping. They won't do that, though. What they are doing, though, another thing I'm excited about with the DC is that they're making a Harley Quinn cartoon that's very R-rated. I saw the trailer for that. It's like Harley Quinn Deadpool. It is funny as shit. And they got a lot of great voice actors in that. And also, they uh, announced that they actually renewed Doom Patrol, which is one of the best shows I've seen this year. But they're doing something weird. It's getting renewed with the HBO... I don't even know what the name of the service is because HBO keeps changing the name of their streaming services, but they're doing it in conjunction with like HBO, like now go plus or whatever it's called, Mm -hmm. which leads me to believe that the Warner brothers, you know, DC unlimited streaming app that they're doing is going to kind of go the way of the Dodo. Like they've been talking about, and it's just going to get taken over by HBO, which is fine because they got the money. I thought doom patrol was on Hulu. No, doom patrol is on the DC streaming app. Which one was on Hulu? Runaways is on Hulu. Uh, what else? I thought it was the the no. Which which channel is the uh, is the is the Gerard Way thing on? Oh, that's Netflix. Netflix. So I thought one of them was on Hulu. Are you sure? I I'm not going to argue you, but I think I thought it was on Hulu. No, it's 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 exclusively DC streaming. Do Patrol. All right, maybe that's how I was finding it. Anyway, anything else cool from DC? I just want to cut you off because I hate DC. No, that's all I'm good with. Well, there is actually one more thing, but I'll hop on this one. And that's the final, finally, they revealed the Watchmen trailer, uh, which, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts. and Because that's the one you actually like. That's the one I like. I mean, I like that and the Vertigo stuff, Preacher, Why the Last Man. I mean, there is DC stuff I like. It's just not under the DC umbrella. No, no, I mean the movies. The movies, yes. Watchmen, I loved Watchmen. You don't like Watchmen? You didn't like Watchmen? I don't. I barely remember watching. It's been Watch so it long. Again. It was so good. It was so good. And I feel like, this, from what I've read, this is actually going to take place right where Watchmen the movie left off. So everybody who's dead in Watchmen is still dead or not. And you know they're continuing the saga, which is very very strange. The trailer was weird. Um, I just don't understand how this is going to appeal to a mass audience that 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 HBO and AT&T for that matter want like it just seems so niche what are your thoughts Hambone I I honestly don't know I thought they were going to at least reboot and redo Watchmen and then lead into something else I thought I but it looks like they're gonna hit the ground running with like what happens after Watchmen which this is like another big jump where 
Watchmen came out so many years ago, and now you're expecting an audience to go and follow characters that, you know, Watchmen is not like a Marvel movie where you have characters where they've been around for so long. And then like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't really know about this, but I know who Spider-Man is, you know, like most people don't know who Rorschach was. And you're looking at a 10 year old movie and starting from scratch. So I don't know. I mean, it's HBO. And generally, if you put something on HBO and you put money into it and the story's good, people will watch it regardless. So that's what I'm hoping. I look in all honesty, I would have preferred a why the last man TV show. I mean, that's what I was hoping for or even that's been in the works for a while, forever. but no one gets it off the ground. Yeah, yeah because- last. They don't want to do a show where there's only one dude on it. Well, it's a dude and a monkey. Dude and a monkey. Yeah, good point. I, and who I, doesn't love a show about a man and his monkey? I will tell you this. The graphics look great. The moody, the moodiness looked great. It felt like Watchmen. It looked like Watchmen. I really want to see where it goes. I hope it's very good. Um, you know, it, it, I'm just afraid AT&T was like, we need a comic book property. And they're like, oh, Watchmen's available. And they took it. And I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm not, I'm trying not to be negative because I loved Watchmen the movie and I want to see this do well. I love the book. Anybody that hasn't read it, please go do so. Watchmen is like one of the ultimate comic book graphic novels of all time, a limited series, whatever. Uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'm just very curious. They also, uh, showed speaking of HBO, they did show the Westworld trailer. looks like Westworld, you know, maybe trying to make up for that terrible last season that made zero sense. They're going to move away from Western theme and they're definitely going to go into two. They're going to stay in the, in the future world, the today world that all this is happening in. And they're also doing Nazi Germany to quote my wife. Why the fuck would anyone pay to go to Nazi Germany? And I go, I mean, it's great for racists and really super people who want to like end rate, like want to kill Hitler. Like to just do a storyline there. I'm like, I have no idea why they're doing this. Yeah. I mean, have you, have you been to America in 2019? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm not, we're not, we don't go there on this show, but, right. but I do agree. I'm like, this is kind of strange. Like you can't like the thing about Westworld is a whole lot of people can go and have a party in the West world. So either you're going cause you're a horrible person. You want to kill people or you're going to kill Hitler. I don't really see how many storylines, but that's what they show in the preview. Pre- preview looks good. Uh, moves. Hopefully, hopefully it saves Westworld because it needs it. It needs like a true romance season three type deal to reboot Westworld, make it good again. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. What else did you love at Comic-Con, Hambone? I mean, I don't know if you want to go with the big one yet, but I, I am so happy to we see. We did the big one. It was Marvel, but go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, there's also Star Trek. There's also Picard. I, uh, look, I have mixed feelings. Look, I grew up next generation fan. I grew up in the eighties. That was the star star Trek. I knew, and I love Jean-Luc Picard. I love data. I love all the characters on that show. Worf, everybody. But, um, I'm just trying to, I'm watching the trailer for that. And I'm trying to determine whether it's too late. Oh, I don't think it's too late. I think it's, it's exactly the time it needs to be for something like that. I think that, where we're at, especially with the success of Star Trek Discovery, you know, and uh, you know, say what you will about the Star Trek movies. That first one that that they did uh, with J.J. Abrams was really good, and then the other two were spotty at best. However, like that's kind of what reminded people that Star Trek could be cool, and then they started bringing it back in different ways. When you start bringing back Star Trek Discovery, you know, it was kind of a, a nice blend of original series next generation and then action 
like a lot, a lot of action, action that's never really taken place in a Star Trek TV show before. It was taken place in the movies. Now you got like the story of like the old gunslinger coming back for one more. You've got the story of Picard, who really is just trying to retire and he gets pulled back into it. And in the end of the day, they don't look at him like an old man. They look at him like the only guy who can get the job done. And I think that's awesome. Mm hmm. I, look, I want to see it. I love that a lot of the first two thirds of the trailer were on an Earth type planet and not on, you know, in a spaceship. It's not in the Enterprise. I think that's why I used to get tired of Star Trek is too much of the show would be talking on the Enterprise. And I was, you know, very much in love with Star Wars. I was just like fucking blowing shit up uh, and in, in fast little planes. But this this looks like it could be like the intellectual person Star Trek, but you know, not necessarily blowing things up. Well, there's there's some action sequences in there, which you know, of course, they're not gonna they're not gonna have Picard Indiana Jones's way through this shit. Like he's gonna be age appropriate, doing what he can do, uh, bringing his wisdom to it, and then you know the young guys are gonna fight, which is gonna be you know the best of both worlds because I don't want to see Picard trying to Indiana Jones's way in like his twilight years through the show mm -hmm. no i hopefully hopefully this is the nice little like pin on the, an amazing career you know he wrapped oh, up great. professor x you know now he's putting a real finish on picard did, did next generation actually end properly or did it just end do you remember i gotta ask some of my trekkie friends because i am not sure i know it had a movie it had several movies. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't even recall that. I remember Generations, which might have been with that or not. But, look, I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see him, you know, do something awesome on, on a weekly basis instead of just seeing him as uh, Professor X. And we know he's an amazing actor and can make this really, really cool. Do you think it's going to touch on the other Star Trek uh, TV shows? I think so. I mean, Crossover. they do it. They do it in, well, it's two completely, I want to say, different generations. I will, uh, they find ways to mention and nod to certain things, but I think there's only so far they can go with it because, and again, I am not as versed in Star Trek as I am in Star Wars, and even that, I'm like a C student at best. Uh, so I don't know what the real distance is between uh, TOS and the next generation. Mm -hmm. uh, my next thing uh, is the Game of Thrones panel. Did you hear about that? You know, I heard about it after the fact, but I, I know nothing about it. So the Game of Thrones panel, we started hearing a few days before it actually happened that the directors, the writers, like all the head honchos of the show all bailed on the panel, citing uh, they just had other stuff to pre-commitments, commitments, yeah. lots of commitments. You know, when you can't say I have a drug problem, you do uh, you do exhaustion. This is, uh, this is commitments when you don't want to face a San Diego Comic Con crowd who wants your head on a silver platter. Yeah, they could, their their commitment is commitment to not getting tomatoes thrown at them. But I gotta be honest, working corporate America, that is such bullshit because they basically let the the actors who had no control over the plot or script fucking like fee, like deal with this. Like basically, no air cover whatsoever. Worst management I've ever seen. So sad, so pathetic. I like. Did they spill the tea? They, what do you mean? They like they're like well screw it these guys are these guys aren't here to take it it's just us we're gonna tell you what's up so uh, the gentleman whose name I'll never pronounce who plays Jamie Lannister uh, he basically said no this was the version I I liked I enjoyed it. I felt this was a good end for Jamie Lannister they all pretty much 
play, towed the company line. And and God knows they should have freaking gotten a bonus for this because, yeah, they basically said this is the version they liked, this is the version they enjoyed, and the crowd just fucking pummeled. Basically, Jamie Lannister is like, please just – you can have your opinions, just no name-calling, which I'm curious why that came up. But just how fucked is that that the writers did not come to just – even – I remember after Sopranos – even even the writer of that uh, was not David Chase. That's, is it David Chase? Am I blanking correctly? David Chase. It is David Chase. Uh, he even actually came out and you know basically explained that that was the ending he wanted to do, and that's what it was. And he was dead at the. I think he even said that what like at the end of it he is dead. He was shot or something. I think he said it or not. I forgot which version. But in this case, they wussed out. They didn't show up. They let their their audience. They they let their uh, their actors take the brunt of it. And I just I felt bad. I'd feel bad too. And I mean, I really feel bad for the fans who spent hours waiting to get into that room for an airing of grievances. I, I think they knew ahead of time. I think they did. They didn't. I don't think they told them that day. I think they found out the day before. Yeah, still, but it's like, don't, don't, don't shoot the messenger. You know, like the actors are doing the job. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's not like a one man show. They're not like Dave growing their way through their game of Thrones. Like they're just showing up their hand of pages and they got to go with it. Yeah. And they, look, they're already starting to shoot the, uh, the, the prequel or whatever that is the spinoff. So we'll see how that goes. Well, it's either going to go well, it's going to go over like a lead fart in church. <laughs> so do you have anything else you want to speak about or do we want to go to speed round lightning round? Uh, let's go lightning round. I think we, we've covered everything in depth, but we're going to cover in depth. Okay. Two new Halloween movies. Were you shocked by that? Way too much dead no, air, No, because Hamburg. the other one made dead enough air. money. You're thinking way too much on that. I'm sorry. Two Halloween movies. Do you think there's... No, a... I, think, I, think, I think we have a lag. Oh, that's not good. Then we'll just let you keep talking. What do you think about there being two new Halloween movies? You know what? I'm not surprised because they made a lot of money with that other Halloween movie, even though they ended it in a way where there shouldn't be another two. But, you know, go for it. Do you? I am excited for Three from Hell. Uh, Don't know if you saw the preview, but there is a sequel to Devil's Rejects. And you would say, how, sir, can there be a sequel to Devil's Rejects when they were shot to all hell while Leonard Skinner was playing uh, at the end of Devil's Reject. And they go right into that in the trailer. Uh, they, uh, you know, they just, evil, evil always survives overall. And and they managed to miss every major artery on all three Devil's Rejects. And it looks like some intense George-type feel-bad movie television action there. Hambone, do you, did you like Devil's Rejects? Oh, I thought Devil's Rejects was the best movie that Rob Zombie made. Uh, that's a whole lot of lead to be taken. Six and a half minutes of Freebird. So I'm shocked that these dudes are alive. But hey, it's a movie, so do you? It looks it looks dark. It feels very natural born killers. Uh, again, I agree with you. That was the best Rob Zombie movie. I hated the first movie. The House of a Thousand Corpses was Crap so movie. so MTV style. Uh, but the but the the sequel, Devil's Rejects, was exactly what we wanted, which is very seventies raw sepia tone, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre inspired type uh, filmmaking. And we'll see, we'll see what Three from Hell does. I, look, I'm excited. I, I love 
Devil's Rejects, one of my all-time, maybe top five favorite horror movies, even though you could argue it's a thriller, not a horror movie. You should see me here, Hambo. I'm doing my hand things to the camera, and it's not even oh, I on. Bet. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, guy. I'm looking at you the whole time, too. I put a painting where your head usually is. Uh, continuing the speed round, big announcement, Edward Furlong is going to be Terminator Dark Fate. Into it. I'm shocked to see how they're going to go with it, but I'm waiting to see it. I'm psyched for that movie. I am psyched for the movie. I don't know how into I am him being John Connor, considering I didn't know he's even acted since Pet Cemetery 2. I don't know he was still alive, to be honest. It, it, well, I've seen, uh, you know, like everybody else, I did the Google image search for him, and he's looking kind of Vince Neil looking right now, uh, which is, you know, not to say he's bloated looking, but he doesn't look like Edward Furlong. Uh, yeah. But I don't get know. Him, get, him, get him a saline bag and a detox. I, gotcha. don't, I don't know if he's acting. You're right. I think my wife also said that I think he fell on hard times. So I don't know. I mean, I love it for the nostalgia purposes. I mean, shit, this is going to be the sequel to Terminator 2. Yes. Let's see how it goes. Uh, Rick and Marty, Morty had a panel, and they showed a like tiny little clip with a new uh, alien. They gave us very little, but we know it's coming in November. Are you psyched? And that's all that matters. Are that's you... all that matters. I am so psyched. I wish they would drop it all on day one. I wouldn't leave the house. Coming November, possibly for my birthday episode, when it airs the week after it airs, we are going to do a full Rick and Morty episode where we will run through our favorite and least favorite Rick and Morty episodes. I mean, that's very easy. The only bad episode of Rick and Morty is uh, Extraterrestrial Cable 2. And the subplot on that of of the dad getting uh, having to decide whether he should have his penis cut off was actually incredible. So there's not even a bad episode of Rick and Morty. We're going to have that episode. We're going to have so much fun with that episode. Um, And then finally, I was going to go into the Mondo mugs, but you kind of spilled that. Is there anything else that was like I'm excited for this. Were there any comic books or anything that you were looking forward to? No, you know, I am just excited that, you know, of all the things that Twitter does wrong, what they do right is get you like legit up to the minute information of what's happening at San Diego Comic Con. So I don't have to go. Yeah, back in the day, you used to have to watch Tech TV or ZD TV to watch their Comic Con. You know, they used to do a big uh, interviews between panels, this and that. I don't know who does that anymore. It's probably online. But, um, you know, you could really experience everything. All the trailers are on seconds afterwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The only thing that blows is HBO. Like, they don't have their trailers on any of whatever their apps are called, so you have to hunt them down on YouTube. It's kind of a giant pain in the ass for HBO. Uh, HBO knows everyone steals their shit, so they're always just trying to find new ways to put the fuck on you. So, any sidebars? Anything else going on in the life of Hambone? How are you feeling? Uh, you know, I'm getting there. I went to a new back doctor today, and he was like, "Yeah, we have a new direction we're going to take you in, and I'll talk to you about that off air." But I think it's a, I think it's going to be a better move for me. And uh, this weekend was the closing of my local comic book store. Uh, the store has been open 25 years, and Comic Explosion, Comic Explosion decided that uh, they were going to call it a day, and you know, Scott is going to go and do whatever Scott wants to do now, and I think that's pretty cool. So thanks for everything, Scott. I have fond memories of it being two doors down from the Belleville Times building offices. And yep. It was the group offices of the Nutley whatever and the Bluefield Times and the Belleville Times. And I worked there for about an hour and a half, about a hot minute as the interim editor of the Belleville Times. I interviewed Gerard Way before their album, first album dropped at Comic Explosion. And it was one of the uh, more interesting places I've ever interviewed someone. But yeah. great shop. Every time a comic book store closes, it's sad to see it go. Uh, the good news is comic books seem to be doing – I don't know about comic books, but comic book shops seem to be doing very well. All the ones – 
most of the ones from our youth, like 50-50, they're still around. Isn't that kind of weird? It, well, you know what? Because there were so many that popped up in the speculation boom of the 90s that survived some of them longer than they should have. Now there's not many left. So the ones that are there have loyal customers. I disagree. Time Warp's still there. Uh, is it that one Polygon, well, Paragon is still there? The one well, yeah, but they, yeah, but they've been there forever. Like they, they survived everything. And they're the only ones that are left because there was other comic book stores in those areas that closed. There was New Moon up near where Time Warp was. There was, uh, God, I forget the name of the place that was over in Harrison. It was up and down in a day. Like... This is the kind of thing where, like, I mean, Time Warp especially, they're like a game store. They're people playing Magic the Gathering in there all day. I mean, the one in uh, Livingston's still there on uh, the main, on, on Route 10. Uh, New Age Manga, New Wave Manga, whatever New World it's Manga. New yeah. World Manga. Balls. I, I feel like there's still a good chunk. It's not like record stores where it, you know it's still kind of hard to find those. You got to dig a little bit. I feel comic book stores still do well. And you're right. It's because of the gaming. It's because of all the other things that they do to help them diversify their portfolio. Right, but even New World Manga's been there for, like, years, like like a decade plus, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, Rumor has it you uh, had your esophagus stretched. How did that go? I, my God, I could swallow food. It's magical. I, I, amazing, amazing. You are soon going to be the, the $6 million man, except more like the $6 man, and it'll be kind of like duct tape and, and, and some plastic surgery. But you will get there. 40 sucks. Gordy does suck. I mean, yeah, it's going to be more like the $600,000 man by the time I get done with all these fucking procedures. I'm going to be held together with like bubble gum, a paper clip, a wish, and a prayer. You know? Like, uh, hey, I'm Anybody out there, 40 is really, really rough. Whatever they told you, if you're not 40 yet, it doesn't get good at 40. Ian, I'm so sorry. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, buddy. Hambone, how can the kids reach you? You can find me on Twitter at Handbreaker. I tweet about cute animals. I tweet about Dungeons and Dragons. I tweet about professional wrestling. You can follow me on the Instagram at John Hambone McGuire, where I'm constantly showing off the kind of work that I'm doing with my podcast and the adventures that I'm going on. I leave the house these days. It's fun. Now this week from Minneapolis. You mean you leave the house for work? I mean, I get it. That's the only time I leave the house too. We're going to well, see. I, we are going I'm to see Iron on Maiden. Friday. We are going to see Iron Maiden on Friday. Yeah. That's so all I'm, coming, I'm leaving for work, then going to see Iron Man, then I'm gonna going back in the house. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for Iron Man. I haven't looked Me at the too. set list. I heard there's lots of articles about the set list. I'm excited. I want to know. I just got to figure out. Uh, we got to figure out when we're going and all that fun stuff because Barclay. And is there any opening acts worth anything? I don't know. Uh, you know, I honestly don't even know because I do not want to see any article that relates to it for fear of spoiling the set list. I completely agree. Uh, you can reach me at GLK Creative on Instagram, GLK Creative on Twitter. You can find me at cultofgeorge.com. And all the old episodes of My Thai Happy Hour are at mytaitv.com. We are looking at branching out into other live streams. If there's anyone you prefer, the Twitches or the uh, Periscopes or any of that fun stuff, let us know. Because um, Facebook, I love Facebook. It does well. Want to find another one just in case. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Every single review you give us, every single rating, it makes us feel that much better. Unless you give us one star, then we just don't like you. I don't know who you are, that one person, but I will find you. Oh, yes. We'll hunt you down. I will find you. That is all. I'm George. This is Hambone. Take us out, buddy. Everybody remember, be nice. Aloha. Aloha.